0: now, so without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello, and welcome to Fire in the Belly. Today we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we have the Lisa Stevenson. Good afternoon.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Awesome, awesome. Listen, thank you for coming on. So tell us, Lisa, who are you, what are you doing, where are you from?
1: Uh, my name is Lisa Stevenson. I live in Oma and in cardi Tyrone. And I am a holistic and beauty therapist, a wife and a mom, and I'm also now an author.
0: Ooh, love it. So break that down a bit. So beauty and holistic therapist? Yeah. mm -hmm. What does that mean?
1: So holistic therapies, I would, there's a range of holistic therapies I do, um, and they are all just treating the whole body as a whole and getting all the energies basically working together in a nice way for you to heal yourself and to feel relaxed and de-stress, which is all very important at the moment, Mm -hmm. and always.
0: Interesting times out there, all right. Tell us, you slipped in at the end there saying you're now an author. Talk to us about that.
1: Yes, um, through the lockdown, I produced a book, um, a journal for kids, um, an activity journal called My Happy Mind. Um, Here it is. Um, And it is basically to help kids around the age of seven to 12 um with their gratitude understand gratitude their feelings a uh, wee bit of meditation mindfulness and using their imagination and all in a fun way so it's a 60-day activity journal and they get to do it independently and yeah it's been brilliant the feedback has been absolutely amazing from it but the kids absolutely loving it especially kids that don't like homework or working
0: Oh, wow. I mean, that's pretty creative, something, you know, creative thing to do. So where did that all come from then? What was the, what was the idea?
1: Um, the idea is I, I needed something for my son um, because he was struggling with his emotions and stuff and feelings and I couldn't find a way to to help him. Um, so we done wee journals and stuff or we activities like this and there's different things I've learned uh, through my own personal development um, and have been able to, to turn it all around for him to work with kids so through lockdown um, I was giving them wee bits and pieces and they were enjoying it so yeah with encouragement of a great friend they um, they helped me to, to do this <laughs> to give me the shimmy on to do it
0: fantastic so have you done any books before is this your first
1: no this is my first wasn't good at english or nothing so if you'd have told me um a wee while ago i would have written a book i'd have laughed and go yeah right
0: oh really so it's been a real change for you then
1: oh yeah very much so yeah english wasn't my strong point
0: so take us back i mean you talked about your own personal development story give us a bit of an overview on that then
1: um I've always been interested in personal development, and over the last couple of years, I suppose, uh, three or four years, I have started doing wee courses and looking into it more, reading books, and um, yeah, just changing my whole outlook on life, changing how I see things and changing how I think about things, and it has had an absolutely amazing response in my life. It's you new. Know, it's really changed my life. And uh, I've seen how it's changed other people's lives too, including my kids and my husband. Oh a on. really one thing.
0: So take us back a bit then. Um, what what did Lisa used to do then before all this happened?
1: So before I became a holistic and beauty therapist, I was a nurse for nearly 20 years. Oh so um, so yeah, it was a wee bit of a wee bit of a change, but still helping people and helping people heal themselves in a different way.
0: So what what sort of nurse are we into then? It's 20 years a long time to be a nursing too.
1: Yeah, it was a long time. Don't feel like I'm that old to be, <laughs> to have nursed for so long. But um, I started off in dialysis. So I was a, a renal nurse, um, so dialyzing people with kidney failure um, and traveled. I'd done that traveling as well. And then I came home and I was a cancer nurse. So I worked in Beaver Park Hospital. And then we moved to the cancer center in Belfast whenever it was built. And I worked in there. Um and one of the awards with chemotherapy patients and radiotherapy patients and palliative care, the whole works. So I loved it.
0: Oh wow, that's that's not that's that's is it was that hard going? Is that a is that a fair thing to say? Or is
1: it was tough at times, yeah. When people hear you a cancer nurse, they're like, Oh my goodness, that's awful. How do you deal with that? But it wasn't always sad stories. Yes, you did have your sad stories and you had your sad experiences and whatnot. Um But yeah, I had a bit of a a burnout there because I'm not, I get too emotionally involved. I'm an emotional person, so I got too emotionally involved sometimes and wasn't able to leave it at the door when I was leaving. So um, yeah, I needed to, needed a wee change of scenery, basically.
0: That's very understandable too. I mean, that's, it's a long time. And also, you know, you're dealing with a lot of emotion there, which ironically is, it almost ties you back into, you know, what you were talking about with your son there in the journal. That's the whole point is to process that emotion. Is that is that a fair thing to say?
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, I found I needed to find ways of releasing the stress that I was building up and releasing the emotions and stuff. So, um, yeah, I suppose it all stemmed back to then having to do something different because it really was affecting my health. Um, physically and mentally it wasn't great emotionally so yeah i had to do something and self-development and reading books just started and i was never a big book a big book reader either but so yeah that's all changed too so
0: take us right back then to Minnie lisa what would we have been looking at
1: um as a child i feel i was a happy child um i loved having fun I was a bit of a, a tomboy. Um, loved getting my hands dirty, loved getting out and doing something. Didn't like being in the house. Um, loved riding my bikes, uh, going on the adventures and stuff. Um, I used to go to a friend's farm at the weekend and I used to love, it the only time I ever got up early in the morning, was getting up and going out for a walk around the fields to check on the oast and see if there was any lambs, lamb in season season um I just loved it loved getting in and getting my hands dirty wasn't a girly girl at all
0: <laughs> were you running into school or running out of school
1: I loved school absolutely loved school um it was things I liked about it things I didn't like about it but no I loved it I enjoyed being in school I had a lot of good teachers so it was nice fun teachers
0: what, what was your go-to subject then what what was your specialty
1: Maths was my big one. Maths and biology would be my two big science, um, subjects that I loved.
0: Mm. It's quite a it's quite a mix. You know, maths and biology. One sort of more sciencey one. Well, I suppose logical. Both logically, is that a logical brain? Uh,
1: yeah, probably is. Computers. I love computers too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> so.
0: That's interesting because you you know you talk about the logical brain there, and yet obviously on the on the emotional side, obviously through nursing, you know, you're saying that's yes, there's quite a quite a range of emotions there. Mm -hmm. Mm. Always intriguing. So, what was Lisa going to be when she grew up? What was the plan originally?
1: Oh goodness! As a child, I loved driving. My thing was I was wanted to only be the only child in the whole world to have a driver's license. I drove everything. If I could, I sat on my daddy's knee, driving the car up the lane. Um yeah, I had every every time my I was with my male cousins, um, I would have they would have had wee driving games. So that was me. Once they arrived, I took it and I sat in the corner, and that was me driving this wee game around the same track for hours on end. Um yeah, I was always on a bike or a tractor or something you know pedalling ones just driving and reversing things I loved it so yeah at the start way back my first jobs I would have wanted was uh, being a driver a bus driver a taxi driver lorry driver anything um, and then through school because I loved maths so much it was something I was good at um, I sort of thought about accountancy and I was a wee bit into TD drawing too um, I loved it so architecture then was something I was thinking of for a while. but yeah and then all of a sudden I decided no, nope, I was going to be a nurse. <laughs> and that's, that's what happened.
0: It was quite a change then I mean from TD drawing and that logical brain right through to, to nursing then what triggered that mm-hmm. you know?
1: Um, my uncle's wife was having a baby and I just was totally... Um, mesmerized by the whole birth and baby being born baby being produced and growing inside a human being and stuff I still am I'm like wow even though I've had two children of myself I'm just like wow that is just amazing how does that happen um so yeah that was that was the reason plus um I never was I never thought I was smart enough to go on to do A-levels so that was another thing that put me off maybe doing accountancy or architecture and stuff that you would have to go into your A uh, levels for that to get to university.
0: Wow well, yeah so it's well interesting who said you weren't smart enough?
1: Me. Always <laughs> oh, that report card coming home could do better.
0: Yeah well, what would the school report say then could do better could try harder.
1: Yeah, all of the above. And you're yeah. like I did I did. I just yeah. couldn't remember.
0: Any, any signs of dyslexia or anything in, with yourself or anything like that?
1: I do believe I do have dyslexia. Um, I couldn't, I wouldn't have been a great reader in school in English if you had to read. I was literally counting how many tables away or people away I was and trying to work out which paragraph I was going to read. Didn't always work out. And I usually ended up getting a big long one as opposed to the nice wee short one. Um, just to try and read and try and get the words because I couldn't get the words out. I would have stammered a lot. And I got myself all worked up and not even been able to pronounce a lot of words and that would still put me off um, or did until recently. Um, but I suppose having kids, I, my husband wouldn't be always said he wasn't a great reader either. So whenever our first boy was born, we always I made a point that we had to read with him every night to go to bed. From a very young age, you know, he wouldn't have even been able to know what any of the things were. So, yeah, we both done that. Um, our reading came, started to come along because it was like, he doesn't know if we can read or not. Does it matter if we stammer over a word or don't know what that word is? Or So that's where Google comes in really well. He He's doing his homework. Mommy, what does that word mean? I'm like, hold on. In fact, he's just like, mommy, you Google that word and find out what that means. <laughs>
0: Google's like the third parent now for a lot of people on this. It's amazing. Oh, totally. Totally. But that's quite a turnaround, you know, to actually sort of in fairness to you to, you know, take on reading and reading with the kids and all that's, it's a great way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. It was something my dad always struggled with reading too. And I think he believes he's dyslexic. He was dyslexic too. Um, but back in the day there was, I don't know if it was ever talked about, or if there was any tests as such back then. Mm. Um But anyway, it doesn't matter now. Um, You can do what you do and that's what it is. So it was something I didn't want my kids struggling with. I was embarrassed when it came to English and reading and writing and stuff um, and not being able to spell properly. And that was something I really wanted to help encourage my kids to like from a, a young age. If I could, that was what I was going to encourage.
0: I mean, what's looking back now? I mean, what, what would you do differently? You know, how would you help yourself looking back at those times if you were struggling or going through?
1: Um, I don't know. Whenever I was younger, if I liked something, I really went in and I'd done it and I loved it. I learned about it. And um, if I didn't like it, then it was just like, I done what I had to do and then left. So probably looking back now, if you could turn back time, I would go, go right. Obviously, I can't do this. Let's learn how to do it. Um, ask for help, even though you might feel you're being silly or whatever you want to call it. Um, ask for help and just say, listen, I can't do this. How can I do it? Because there's so many different ways now that you can teach yourself and do things um, that makes your life easier. So, yeah, just
0: because that's what I was struck by obviously the the journal there I mean one it's it's a lovely size so that you know kids can actually you know pick it up and go through it so you know for the benefit of the listeners so you have 60 days and you know it's a two page two pages per day basically isn't it yeah uh uh-huh and you know and you allow then so it's there's a lot of graphics so people can actually circle it so it doesn't have it's not text heavy by any shape you know but there's different different activities just talk us through the logic there would you
1: um, well I was doing it because of my two boys and they're totally different. It's chalk and cheese, there's different. My eldest boy, who is now nine, um, loves reading, loves learning, loves writing, loves everything I didn't like. And then the youngest boy, he's more like me, doesn't like it. Does well he was before lockdown, um, before homeschooling. He just there was a fight every day to get homework done and do all the rest. So I needed something that I knew they both would like. So then if I knew both of them would like it, then the majority of kids would like it. So the fact that you don't have to write too much if you don't want to is good. Um, the youngest fella, he'll write one word sentences or two word sentences, whereas the other boy, he's writing and he's nearly writing two lines on one line to try and get as much in. Um, so every kid does it the way they want to there's no set you don't have to like in english you had to write i am happy because i am whatever you can just write i am so happy and grateful that i am because i've already written that or that the sun is shining or food whatever one word or you can make it into a full sentence so and i done the the faces so that kids can easily see what face they are so their feelings every day, happy, okay, mood, not so good, mood, or, or really angry, cross, sad, whatever, um, they can distinguish that really easily. They don't need big words to say what that is. They can just say it and they can colour it. They can tick it. They can circle it. They can do whatever they want. Um, so I have a wee bit of everything in for hopefully That's my aim was to get a wee bit for everybody a wee bit of writing a wee bit of drawing a wee bit of coloring um just to try and make it as easy as possible and as accessible to everybody as possible because not all kids can write not all kids want to write
0: that's it we're all we're all different thank goodness it's it's great that we are too talk to me a bit there about gratitude what what's what's so special about gratitude
1: Gratitude, I absolutely love and I encourage my kids to do it and have done for a long time. Um, And it just makes you feel happy for the simple things in life that you forget that you have. Um, So it can be as simple as you're happy for the glass of water you have, your cup of tea, your porridge, your Weetabix, your clothes, your underwear, your bed, or you can go into your big things like your house, your car, your business, your job, your Whatever, your holidays. So it doesn't, whenever I first heard about doing gratitude, I struggled because you're like, write 10 things you're grateful for. And I was like, 10? Oh my goodness. Um, how hard is that? And I really struggled because I thought you had to be grateful for these massive big things. I was like, I don't have big things. And then I learned very quickly that it's not. It's simply you're grateful for the pillow that you're sleeping on, you're grateful for the warm water you wash your face with in the morning your shampoo, your soap, your everything, your fork that you eat with, just the real simple things that unfortunately not everybody has. So you have to remember that to be grateful for the wee things and then you're even more grateful for the big things that happen in life. Be grateful for even feeling sad, to know that you know that if you're feeling sad, you're going to be happy again. Just simple things do you
0: tell this, do you see a big difference in the in you know when the boys first got the book and and you know i'm sure that was a very proud moment for itself you mm-hmm. actually getting the book i mean how did they react
1: oh they were so excited they knew that i was doing something because they knew i kept printing things off and getting them to do it did the leg like it didn't why why do you keep asking me that that was the whole thing and then they seen it on the computer at different times and they're like oh that's what you got me today and i was like, again yeah, mm-hmm you enjoyed that didn't you yeah I really liked it I didn't really like that one much but the other way I loved that one but I didn't like that one so it was funny um so whenever I got my first book through they were like oh can I have that can I have that and they just wanted straight into it even the younger fella that isn't that keen and doing homework and stuff or wasn't and uh, I was like no no you can't have that one that's mommy's. Nice, but you're getting your own and um it came whenever they were at home or at school and I had it all wrapped up for them in a wee present. And I handed them both the book at the same time. And they leapt with joy and they screamed with excitement. And I was just like, oh my goodness. It just really did my heart proud, like that they were so excited. So proud of their mummy.
0: Wow. We? Well, are you proud of you?
1: Yeah. I am proud of me. Something. something
0: I didn't think I'd ever be, but yeah. Sorry. No, not at all. It's awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful achievement, you know, and even the, I know with my own kids here, you know, the, the kids love them, you know, and maybe one's well, four-year-old and two two-year-olds, and even they, they, they now, I can't quite tell what they're trying to write, but <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're able to follow it, and I know it's sort of different for the age group that you're intending, but I mean, that's something, that is something to be proud of because it's actually affecting the next generation. It's it's beautiful to have it out there.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. Um, there is like there is harder things to do that the younger kids can't do or might not understand how to do. Like your two-year-olds and your four-year-old might know how to do the word search, but they will know how to tr- colour in their picture or to draw their teddy or whatever image that they want to draw and stuff. Um They can say whether they're happy or sad and they know themselves whether they are and it doesn't matter if they're right, wrong or indifferent, if they get the wrong word, you know, I don't know. I just think it's great. Um, The feedback I've had has been absolutely great and I really wasn't expecting it, Um, which is really silly to say, but I really wasn't. Um, And I can see where it's been bought in the world because it's on Amazon. And it's just like, oh my goodness, it's in America, it's in Australia, it's in the whole of the UK and it's in Ireland. And I'm like, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable.
0: So tell me, when did the book go live then?
1: The book went live on the 21st of October. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was actually really easy and quick to make the book. It was just harder to get the we final things done. It took much longer to get the final bits done to get it published, as in just changing sizes and stuff like that um, of things. So it's, yeah, 21st of October, and we're on the 10th of December now. So still just weeks, couple of months, and there's been phenomenal sales. It's just been amazing. Wow. Still have to pinch myself.
0: So what you did all this, and this was sort of a bit of a – bit of a dream for you so what were you expecting then
1: i honestly don't know i thought i gonna done it i was like oh a few people will buy it a few friends will buy it just to support me just because i done it. um i didn't tell anybody there was you can count in one hand how many people actually knew i was doing it very very select group of people and um that were encouraging me the whole way and uh yeah i did have a wee bit of a a moment a month or two that I was just like no I'm not doing this it's done but that's okay I'm happy now um and then yeah I took got a wee nudge and I got got it produced or I got it um I've forgotten the word now Publish. <laughs> I had to, published I knew it began with p <laughs> so I told you it was good with English <laughs> um, so yeah it's just been absolutely amazing the amount of people that has bought it the amount of messages i have been sent personally or privately and uh, publicly um, of people the kids using the books messages from kids um, saying how much they absolutely love the book and parents or gar- I don't know who I presume their parents um, saying that the kids are coming getting up first thing in the morning and they want to do their journal before even breakfast or they're running in from school and wanting to do it before homework and they're using it as like a wee bribery thing. Like, no, you can't do your journal until you do your homework. No, you can't do your, you can't have your journal until you eat your breakfast and get ready for school. Um so it's just, I literally, as you can imagine, I've sat in tears, with just getting messages through just being, Oh my goodness, this is real. People, these are just people I don't know and don't know me. And they're sending me these lovely messages and, yeah it's just been amazing
0: what does it mean to you now
1: it it means to me that I'm making a difference to kids lives because I know from having kids and listening and talking to other mums and dads um the kids aren't always happy they're not the happy kids that you see on tv all the time Kids are having problems. Parents are having problems, I and mean, nobody knows how to deal with them because what will work for you won't work for me, and vice versa. Um, but hearing so many positive stories coming back when my kids are going through such a rough time with X, Y, and Z, I've heard so many stories, it's it's been it's been an emotional run, run, but it's just been absolutely beautiful. The fact that they're going through such rough times with whatever the re- the reason is. And just having a wee bit of joy in that book. It's just been like, wow, I made that. I'm giving them that joy. They don't know me. I don't know them. But I'm giving them that joy and it's lovely. And the fact that I've been able to do that has been brilliant. And people have been asking for more. They're have they asking, get messages all the time, asking, you know, have you anything for adults? Have you anything for the younger child? Have you anything for teenagers? Loads for teenagers. That have been asked for loads for teenagers. So it's just been like, okay <laughs> so this isn't going to be a one book thing anymore it's, it's going to be there's going to be it's going to have to be more so it's exciting
0: give us a sneak preview then is it gonna is it gonna be more books and what are you thinking
1: yeah i think I, i'm gonna push myself out of the comfort zone again and um yeah it's teenagers that i'm sort of focusing on in my head at the minute um I think that's going to be the bigger challenge because teenagers are that in-between age that they they feel they're older than they actually are. Um, they want to do more, but they can't or whatever. Um, so you can't make it too old for them, but you can't make them too childish either because they'll not be interested. So I was trying to get that in-between. What does teenagers like? What will they do? And it's going to be so different as well between boys and girls, um, the whole spectrum of things. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun challenge, but I'll do it.
0: It's quite a turnaround, isn't it? Because, I mean, a lot of people are talking about, you know, social media there and, you know, what age do kids, you know, bring that on. So it's actually going against the trend, really, that, you know, who wants a better phone and what do you want for Christmas? But actually, we're going back. I mean, what's, what have you found? I mean, that sort of you know, going back to basics or writing down, what what does it mean for kids?
1: I think it is literally going back to basics. It's going back to what we would have done as kids, that we didn't have computer games until we were a bit older, probably. There wasn't that many about. Whereas kids now from the age of one or two can use a phone probably better than I can. Um, And everything has to be on the phone. That's where their enjoyment is. But the majority of kids, not every kid, um, it has to be on a screen. So the fact that they can pick up a pencil and pick up a pen or a book and do something, I see that so much better, their behaviour being so much better. I can see it in my kids. Um, like they don't have computer games as such. They have a tablet that they get every so often, but they would love watching TVs and stuff, TV, movies and whatnot. um. And I find that if they're watching that a long time, their behaviour is totally different. Whereas if they get out a book and read or colour, that they're more happy and relaxed and they, they're happier within themselves. Whereas TV and whatever seems to wind them up and get them excited. And then they, can't, they don't know what to do. They can't express it or relax themselves down again for a while. So...
0: That's interesting. So you actually you see a difference when they're before and after they're actually gone through and doing the journal work.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And I've heard that from other mums as well. And um, before I'd done the journal work, that they had seen a big difference in their kids. That if they're sitting watching TV or playing on their tablets or what game consoles or whatever, um, and if they don't have it for a day, that they're totally and utterly different. They're having to like read a book because they're in the car traveling back in the days that we could um, and whatnot. It's it was it's yeah, there's an awful lot. I suppose you're not getting that stimulation, like that whole constant stimulation um that you would get from the screen as such. In your book, you're just you're nice and relaxed in your calm. You sit and write or do a bit of colouring, you just totally and utterly chill. And I um, said it is relaxing. It's a it's like a form of meditation mindfulness
0: that's something because your your main website and and you know your company is called think calm be calm right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: where did that come from
1: um just yeah just that (laughs) i wanted something to help people to to relax and be calm because everybody is running around and they're like a a wind-up cork cork um everybody's just going around and going they don't know what to do next they're too much on their plates and stresses from whatever business is being shut or too many people asking to do different things all at the one time whatever it is Um, demands on social media different things and people just need time out and relax whether it's 10 minutes a day or two hours a day whatever you can afford five minutes is just as you know is just as good if you're not doing anything five minutes is going to be better than nothing Um, And you will find that whenever you start to calm down and to relax and think in a different better, in a different way, your whole, everything changes. That's what I find anyway with me personally. Um, I started thinking in a different way. I started thinking calmer and yeah, it really helped. Don't get me wrong. I have my moments (laughs) that that would be a challenge, but it's all a work in progress.
0: Don't we all? I mean, there's, I mean, being, being a parent is stressful, you know, life is stressful. There's so many things and, you know, cause it is that thing, isn't it? With, with, you know, there's so much pressure and almost to be almost the perfect parent too. And yet I don't think, well, some people know how to do it and some people don't. I'm certainly one of the latter.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think everybody's winging it. Hmm. It may look that they're good and they're doing things really well and whatnot, but I don't think there's any such thing as a perfect parent. Something we all need to learn at different times. And yeah, our kids are there to teach us, (laughs) teach us patience, teach us love, teach us everything.
0: I'm interested, did you journal as a child? Did you, was that?
1: No. (laughs) Don't give me a pencil as a child. No, that's not going to be fun. (laughs) I loved colouring in when I was a child, actually. I loved doing it. I was good at it um but no don't ask me to write things
0: (laughs) i love that mix i mean that's you know the very fact you're calling it an activity journal so it is both obviously journaling from a writing perspective but also activity and you know you have a whole range of activities in here so something different every day yeah and it's just I suppose it is that it's that level of interaction is that the is that the intention behind it
1: yeah because there's things in there that some kids won't like and there's some that will like my eldest son, he loves word searches. So that was the first thing that had to go in was a word search. Um, so I made up different, I uh, can't remember, it's maybe 10 or 15. I can't remember how many I've done. It's that long now. So I done that had to be in it. It had to be word searches. So I started them off sort of smaller and built them up so that there was more later on. Um, my other son loves colouring in. So it had to be colouring in then as well. Um And then they both love a wee bit of drawing and stuff. So there's wee drawing exercises. There's activities. There's definitely activities for mindfulness and meditation. Nice wee simple ones that kids can use. Um, Some of them will need a wee bit of adult help, maybe, depending on the age of the child. Um, There's wee mazes, simple wee things, because there's no point in just putting one thing in. Because if you handed me a, a word search book, I wouldn't like it. If you handed it to my son, he would love it. So I just needed a wee bit of everything, so that there is something, something that you are going to love. Some every kid's going to love something within the book. It's going to suit their their style and their their love and their wants. Um, and you never know by doing it because there's only one word search every whatever number of pages. Um, they might actually start to like the word search. Um, you know they might like learn to like something that they didn't like earlier because of whatever reason. So I don't know, just, I like a wee change of everything. So I had to put a wee change of everything into.
0: That makes sense. I mean, it's always good. As you say, it keeps, cause I mean, kids don't have a huge attention span. I mean, how long would you find with the boys you would get normally focused before they're off on something else?
1: My eldest would sit for a while, the youngest boy, if he's in good form, 15 20 minutes before he's right, I've had enough, and then other days it could be two minutes, <laughs> you know, it's it just depends. Um, but yeah, depends on what mood they sit in as well, what mood they're in, and then of course, if, they, if they're going to bed and they've forgotten to do their journal, they'll sit forever, they could sit for half an hour, no bother, You're like, really. <sighs> so, yeah, it just depends on what what mood they're in that time and what is that um, what's happening at the time
0: what's that expression is there's, there's, there's nobody busier than a you know a child going to bed you know oh,
1: yeah <laughs> that's, that is, that's so true in my house <laughs> everything needs done literally as they're going up the stairs going oh but mommy I forgot to do and, no no that can be done tomorrow but I forgot and I forgot to say this to daddy and I and, no come on on up you go you've had the last two or three hours to say all that no 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 every excuse under the sun comes out whenever they're going to bed
0: you have a very calming way about you is that has that always been the case or is that just really more recent
1: um, probably in me I feel it's more recent I don't know you'd have to probably ask some of my long-term friends Probably on the outside, I would have been quite calm a lot of the time around people, be quite shy and quite quiet. So yeah, probably. Inside, probably, no, that wouldn't have been the case. Um, But yeah, no, i like to try and calm things down, whether it's inside me or outside me, just try and go right, okay, just take a moment. What is happening here? Why am I feeling like this? What can I do that will change this feeling? Sometimes it can happen quite quickly and then other times you really have to work at it. And that's another thing with the book is trying to teach kids in a a non-dominant way, in a fun way, that these are wee tricks that you can do and wee things that you can, can focus on to try and help if you're feeling stressed.
0: Do you find, I mean, you know, even like with kids and showing the different faces, do you do you tend to find, will they come straight out with it or, you know, are, are kids direct like that? Or do they tend to be, it's, you know, they'll say one thing but mean another. So it takes a while to tease it out.
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think some kids do they are quite direct saying yeah I am happy or no I'm really really cross because you didn't let me have another glass of milk or whatever you know whatever it might be and you're like all right okay and then even though you think okay that isn't a big thing you know you didn't get an extra glass of milk or you didn't you had one sweet less and your brother or whatever um even though you had two or three in the kitchen before he seen you um you sort of have to go, right, okay, that isn't important to me, but it's obviously important to them. So you let them speak it and go, right, okay, I understand. And that's the way I would work it anyway, going, right, okay, I understand. But do you think that this is okay to be this angry for this? Or do you think maybe it's time to start to relax now and calm down and think, okay, that's okay. It's, it's only a sweet or whatever. whatever. Um, so, yeah. I think
0: I find off we better of a tangent there but yeah, yeah it's, it is amazing just understanding that, that sort of language you know a, a kids or a child's language and you know cuz I know a lot of them they talk about the inner child and really up to the age of 7 you know how formative those years are mm-hmm. and then obviously as you go into teenagers and hormones and god knows you know what else is going on and changing schools that's just seems to take a different level. So it's, it's a lovely age to have it, you know, and to be able to guide them through.
1: Yeah, it is, yeah. I also find as well sometimes with my older son because he's at that stage now, he's having all these feelings and emotions and he can't express them. So sometimes he might feel that he's angry, but he's actually upset. It's, you know, when he actually when you get him to start talking, when you get him to relax a wee bit, and calm down a wee bit and he starts talking, then you find it's not actually anger as such the way he's portraying it and he thinks it is. It ends up it's it's a different reason sometimes as well. So it's getting them to talk about things like that and acknowledge it and then, I don't know, I'll, I'll be able to tell you maybe in 10, 15 years' time, but I'm hoping that by doing that and teaching them, right, to work out their feelings, why are they feeling like that? Um. That it's gonna help in the long term when they get to the teenage years and the hormones start going skew if.
0: No, kids and hormones and God knows it's that's a whole different territory.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun.
0: When what when, when did this sort of idea first come about? I mean, how long has this journey taken?
1: The first initial thought um was. probably a year and a half ago and then I mentioned to a friend at the start of this year and then with lockdown coming and then having to close my business um, yeah my friend is like great have you that done yet? have you that thought about yet? <laughs> let's do it <laughs> so big encouragement and I am forever grateful so I am for it because yeah if you hadn't done that I wouldn't it wouldn't be here now. It would always just be, a, yeah, I might do it someday. Or, yeah, it'd be nice to do and go, but I can't do that. The usual.
0: So even, so you've had a change in business. Obviously there's a, a small glo- global pandemic going on as well. And you've still, mm-hmm. you've managed to get this out and you've got this amazing feedback. I mean, that's, that's an amazing journey.
1: Yeah. To, 2020, a lot of people keep saying how rubbish it is and, how bad and yes it is for some people and that's okay um but for me yes I've had to close my business three times now I've lost count I think it's three times now um but there's just been so much else that I've been able to do if I hadn't done my personal development I probably would be in a totally different mindset right now and I, I wouldn't be here let's just say it. I wouldn't be here talking about the book let's put it that way Um, Would I still be in business? I honestly don't know. But I just find there's always something to be grateful for. (laughs) And sometimes you have to look harder than other days to find where the gratitude is that your business has had to shut. But my gratitude for that is I've been able to have been given time that I wouldn't have had if I was working to put my book together, get ideas, get it all together into into a book, a physical book, and get it published for other people to actually enjoy and learn from. Um, so, yeah, I don't see it as a, as a bad year. I see it as an absolutely amazing year. I'm really grateful for 2020.
0: Take us back, I mean, even that three or four years before you sort of embarked on this whole development journey and taking time for yourself. I mean, what's, what's the difference between then and now?
1: Huge, huge difference. My health wasn't good. Um, I was off work sick for nursing. I was off nursing sick for a full year um, through stress and whatnot. I wasn't in a happy place um, and I knew I had to leave. I'd been feeling like it for a few years. It wasn't the job I went into. I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. It's all paper it's all in and out do your job quick and you get in and get out kind of job um and I didn't like that you didn't get time to spend time with your patients to find out actually what is wrong and try and help them for a lot of the cases and it really was affecting me um with a few other things so yeah I made the decision that I was afraid, this is it, I've had enough. Um, and a few people were like, well, you just maybe give it up, you take a year's break or whatever. And I was like, no, it's not happening. I'm just not doing it anymore. I'm going to make the decision, make the final decision, and that's it. And so many people, so many of my friends, a lot of my friends are nurses. I suppose I've worked there for that long, but so many of them have said to me privately that they admire me and they can't believe they wish they were able to do it and all of a sudden I was like believe you me if I can do it you can certainly do it and it was it scary hell yeah <laughs> it was. but I have not regretted one iota of it not even whenever we were told we had to shutter doors did I regret it no nope. it um it was the best decision I made I had many happy years in nursing I know I made a lot of people happy um whatever stage of life they were at and their family members and stuff i I've done a lot. And I know that. And I just have to remember the good times and forget about the, the not so good times.
0: I mean, where do you feel you're at now? I mean, are you sort of, is that gap between who you are and, and who you truly are? I mean, is that, you know, is that something you've come to come to peace with? And are you one and the same?
1: don't know yet if I know who I truly am. I know I'm getting there. I don't believe I am actually there yet. If that makes any sense, I don't know why I say that. I I think there's still, everybody's a work in progress, no matter what stage of your life that you are, whether you're 10 or you're 110. Um, You always find out something new about yourself, something that you're able to do, or new things that you didn't realize you would like to do, or whatever. Um, So yeah, every day is a learning day. Every day is a school day and I love it. There's some days you're like, oh my God, what am I at? And then other days you're like, yeah, bring it on. Bring on them challenges. I'm happy.
0: Tell me what, what does make you happy and what makes you sad?
1: What makes me sad is seeing people unkind to other people and treating people badly and um, what makes me happy is seeing people laugh and happy in my work here I love seeing people coming in and you can see that they're stressed they're annoyed especially if they're getting treatments and they go out and they're they're literally floating out the door and there's a smile on their face um, I love that I love helping people and I love yeah I just love seeing people happy and being them
0: I'm interested. What's what's your core values, would you say?
1: My core values are honesty and trust, being respectful, um, being dependable. And I'm a big thing about timekeeping. I love people keeping their time. (laughs) I hate people being late. my dad was always late whenever i was a child he was always late and that oh i always thought i'd never be late so i'm usually half an hour early for things <laughs> which isn't always that great but anyway it's all what it is
0: it's not funny i mean even you know as you say that's from what your dad did to you know to now it's amazing how we carry stuff all the way through life isn't
1: it yeah it is. Yeah. I just always remember that from a young age. I was like, I'm never going to be late. I'm never going to be late. No, very rarely am I late. And if I'm late, I'm like, oh, even if I'm on time, I'm nearly in a fluster that I'm not early. <laughs> but yeah, it's all good.
0: I run a completely <laughs> different agenda to that. So um, <laughs> I'm saying nothing right now. Tell me, what's, what's your earliest conscious memory?
1: Um, my memory a first happy memory I have I suppose it's neither happy or sad is I was sitting on a buggy the end of a buggy um, back in that day it was big wheels like what the your mums are loving now the big massive cot that the babies lie in with the big wheels and I remember sitting on that holding the handle um And then, yeah, that would be my happiest memory from a real life experience. Then I have a, a dream. I remember being really, really young and having a dream about driving. And I think I was about three or four at the time. I can't confirm or deny that that was the right age, but um, driving on railway tracks for some reason. So
0: it's strange. Driving on the railway tracks. There's a lot of driving going on. Where does that all come from?
1: My family, my dad's side of the family were all into rallying and driving. So yeah, I love it. Um I just always wanted to drive. I don't know why, but obviously it has been before I really knew what it all was and understood it all. I just always remember just wanting to drive. Oh every year I was my nana always Scolded me every single year, going every year. I was like, oh, so many years until I can get my license. Oh, so many more years. And she was like, would you stop wasting your life away? Wishing your life away. Um, I was like, I'm not wasting it away. I just can't wait to dry. Um, but yeah, my dad would have done rallying. My two uncles would have rallied too. Um, and then i done a bit of a form of rallying as well with one of my uncles. Um, so I loved that back in the day.
0: So, so
1: you've done a bit of driving then, a bit of rallying? I don't, yeah, for a yeah, former rallying uh, called auto testing. I've done navigation rallies too. I was the navigator. That isn't good. I can read a map and I'm good at reading maps, but I'm not good at reading in the car. I have really bad motion sickness. <laughs> so it didn't go down well. It ended up being literally driving, car door open, being sick and driving on. <laughs> it was lethal. But anyway, still enjoyed it <laughs> with an empty stomach. Um, but yeah, auto testing I would have done for, from I was about 18, probably about 18 till just before I met my husband, so 12, 12 or 13, probably about 13 years ago now. Um, I did that every year, done lots of different competitions and stuff and actually represented Northern Ireland as well um, one year. For a competition over in England, so it was great.
0: So how many how many years have you been you driving then, from eighteen to when?
1: Um, I must have been about twenty seven or twenty eight. It must have been around that kind of time. So a good ten years, maybe even longer. Um, and the only reason I couldn't is I just couldn't get my Saturdays off work. I was so lucky for so many years. I was getting able to get my Saturdays off, um, but it was just getting too much of a sh- uh, staff shortages, and I couldn't get a lot of my Saturdays off that I needed. So, um, so yeah. And then my car was stolen. So then that was it. <laughs> there was no car anymore. So that was definitely the nail in the coffin. Then yeah. can't do it. <laughs> so
0: what did you drive? Give us the details.
1: I drove what well, was classed as a large saloon, and a lot of people will laugh at this. Anyone that knows cars, it was a Nova. So that was a large saloon. Um, so the smaller cars would have been minis, mini specials. So a mini special would be a mini with no roof on. Basically, there was just be like a couple of bars or whatever on. Um, so I was a large saloon and I absolutely loved it. So it's all like what you'd see in movies and stuff with the stunts in the cars, the forward motion and throwing your car from one angle, one direction to the other without stopping. That would have been my whole thing. But all competition, all round uh, pylons, cones, and a certain, you had to go in a certain, um, do a test in a certain way, go over a line in a certain way, make sure so many tyres were over the line. And yeah, it was amazing. Loved it. Real adrenaline.
0: You'd be be great to go to Tascos with. It'd be super handy. (laughs) That's
1: exactly it. Um, Yeah, I just loved it. absolutely loved it. Would you do it again? I would love to do it again. Um, If I had the finances and the car and all, it's different now with me having the kids and stuff. In fact, I was only talking about this the other night. Somebody asked me, was I still doing it? Um, And I said, no, I haven't. But I have... Was able to bring the kids once to um, to we one up near my dad's, and I used to I said to them I says see that there I says mommy used to do that and they used to look and go yeah right and I was like no mommy did mommy was very good at that and um, they were like really and I was like yeah that was only a wee basic one that they seen and it was really it was brilliant um, but I think now and maybe as I've got older. I think I've become a wee bit more sensible and I mightn't have the same drive in me, excuse the pun, um, to do what I used to do. I probably would have that wee bit more fear of what actually can go wrong or maybe just watching out for the kids or something in case they ran out or whatever. That would be the thing, so I don't know. It's, I love it. If I, if the rare time I get to see it, um, I absolutely love it, and my heart races, and I get really excited, and I love it. But yeah,
0: what oh, love know. language being used there?
1: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a brilliant. It was a brilliant time. I was the only girl that done it here in Northern Ireland for a long time. Um, and it was brilliant, and all the men were so good. Like they didn't treat. They treated you different, but not. You were one of the boys, but if something happened, they were straight over there and helping you. If the car broke down because I wasn't a mechanic, they were straight in there. They nearly pushed you out of the road, but I I didn't mind that. I'm very much, I've always been one of the boys. Um, I always wanted to be treated like one of the boys growing up and stuff. I was just like, if the boys can do it, I can do it. Just rock on. Don't dare tell me I can't do it. Um but there is times that I don't mind being the girl and standing back going, yeah, go ahead, <laughs> you fix that. Um, so, yeah.
0: Where does that come from? You know, that sort of independent or that sort of tomboy self sufficiency streak, where is, where is that nurtured from?
1: Uh, I don't know. It just, that's always been me. I've always been independent, always always wanted to do things for myself probably comes from my dad um would have a stubborn streak in me that i if i want to do something i'm going to try and do it to the best of my ability um sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not so good sometimes you just have to admit that you're defeated and you can't do it so that's for help (laughs) and then it's so much easier um so yeah i would say yeah probably if Anyone ask my, me that or ask my family members that be like, yeah, so much like your dad.
0: Wow. Any wonder the boys are looking for an activity journal?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell me what's you know, what what's on the bucket list for you then going forward? What do, what do you you know, what would you love to see? What's what's the plan?
1: Oh goodness. Um I honestly don't know because all of a sudden I wanted to do my own business. I've done that. I've done my, all my courses that I've wanted to do and I can now give, um, I then I've written my book. (laughs) So those, the next ones will be writing new ones, um, to suit all the age ranges. So yeah, that would be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next year, we'll just leave that a nice wee open one. <laughs>
0: love it. Love it.
1: So tell us, what, what do you do? Uh,
0: what's a guilty pleasure for you then?
1: Oh, what's a guilty pleasure? I love getting into my jammies and watching a movie. And if it's a Saturday night with a wee glass in my hand, and maybe a little nibble or two. <laughs> I love walking as well. I love getting out and getting my head cleared and walking. I'm doing a lot of that lately. It's lovely. It's
0: really good. What's your, what's your go to then with the, with the glass? What's the, what's oh, the it treat? Has to be
1: cycle. Bubbles. Bubbles are cocktails, but usually bubbles. Mm. So, yeah, it's been that way for a wee while now. And it's just like, yeah, I can't. I keep going to try something different. I'm like, no, I has to come back. I love my bubbles with the strawberry.
0: Oh, you, you go fancy. You get the strawberry. Oh, I go grown.
1: fancy. Yeah. Love it. Live the life I'm gonna live.
0: <laughs> Crystal chocolate.
1: Both. I'm greedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs>
0: okay, what's what's your go-to in the crisp and what's your go-to in the chocolate?
1: Um, if I'm having both together, which I know people are like, oh, it is plain as a marshmallow, usually a marshmallow with salt and vinegar crisps. Um, I was always salt and vinegar crisps, but this last few years I have found a love for cheese and onion. So if it's just crisps on their own, cheese—well, to be fair, I'll probably not say no to any crisp. But cheese and onion would be the probably the top one. Um, yeah, and you can't beat a wee bit of marshmallow and salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that now at Christmas. <laughs> That'll be my Christmas treat.
0: Yeah, we won't go any further there because your, your dirty side's starting to show. You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> it is amazing when we talk about sort of non guilty, guilty pleasures. It's chocolate, I'd say, is pretty much the sort of top answer by a country mile. You know, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, chocolate bubbles and just sitting down and just enjoying yourself, you know, so it's yeah. awesome. I
1: can't yeah. face all the way.
0: Awesome. So, for this, I mean, if you were to talk about, you know, or define your fire in the valley in one or two words, what would it be?
1: my fire in the belly is what drives me happiness being happy finding a way to be happy for me is my fire in the belly whether it's for me or for somebody else Um, yeah and love I absolutely have found a whole new concept of love and that sounds really stupid and I don't know why I'm saying that but yeah, love and happiness, I think, are two of the things that a lot of people forget that they have and they need to remember a wee bit more often. And, yeah, just give love, even to people that you might think doesn't deserve it, to send them love. And it makes you feel much better. Do you love yourself? Do you like yourself? I do like myself. I'm learning to love myself Um. I never liked myself for a very long time, for the majority of my childhood probably, into adulthood. Um, But, yeah, through all the work I've done, I'm liking myself now. I can look in the mirror and go, right, you're doing a pretty damn good job there. Um, And, yeah, I'm trying my best every day to be better. So
0: Love it. Well done you. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful journey. And I mean, and even so far, you you know, you've come so far in even such a short time too, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's well done you. Such an inspiration. Thank you. Thank you for you. Tell me, where can people reach out, track you down, hunt you down, stalk you, follow you, all the above?
1: Um, I am on all the socials um, with at uh, thinkambecam, all one word. And then I've got my website, www.thinkcambcamb.co.uk.
0: Final message you'd like to leave with people?
1: Um, oh, just be happy. There is happiness inside everybody. And yes, it does take a wee while maybe to try and find that wee, that wee bit of happiness, that wee glimmer of hope. But yeah, work on it and believe you me. That wee flame is going to go into a full-blown fire. It's
0: brilliant. you love it. Fantastic. Lisa, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I look forward to seeing all the books next year. So thank you. Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys. And by the way, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that. And then to hear the journeys that the people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.